sipping, I'm 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 sipping. I can't. If this gonna be open like this, I'm gonna be like tempted to eat all fucking. You can eat as long as you ain't smacking. You know, I'm like, mm, because then. But we three talkers, so I'm sure you'll have little breaks to breathe. Listen, but. This is Sippin' with Sammy. I am Sippin' with Sammy. Sam Malone, Barstool, Rug. If you ain't Sippin' with Sammy, you ain't Sippin' right. Get your fucking life together. And I got Saif. Yo, yo, I'm in the building. <laughs> <laughs> and um, today we have the pleasure of having an area legend, Philadelphia legend, somebody that's done a lot, done seen it all, done done it all, and now he's doing even more. My guy, Chef Big Rug, came to join us today. Yes. Yeah. Thank y'all. You know, thanks for having me. Thanks for it's coming, real man. Real pleasure, real pleasure. Absolutely, man. Um, I've always fucked with you since I've started eating your great sandwiches and and, and, and such. And um, you always had a good personality. You always showed love. You always took pride in your quality and your service. Yeah, and um, no I appreciate that. And I like to support black, so you made it easy. <laughs> you know what thank I mean? You, thank you. Yeah, it's uh. I, I just wish it was more of us. Real talk, <laughs> we got to show light yeah. to the ones that's doing right. Man. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. That's what it is. We got to shine that's light on Y'all can see right there. That's the OG fried chicken sandwich. Mm -hmm. Best ever. You know, there's a whole lot. It's a whole lot out there. But once you have that, you hook, you hook like crack. And that's what's crazy. Rube caught a lot of tags when all y'all was running the Popeyes. Oh, y'all was running Popeyes for that chicken sandwich, and people was like, but Rube. Yeah, yeah, real talk. Y'all yeah. ain't never had that black folk style cooking. Yeah. But right, that right. Rube. Right, right, right. And that was dope. And um, shortly around that time, probably when I first started coming around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, it's damn near, if not bi-weekly, it's at least monthly that I get to eat with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you came when I did the, the breakfast, uh, the brunch burger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like uh, the chicken and waffle sandwich, the mm -hmm. cash real hot. Yeah, the list goes on. And, I was yeah, about to say it was yeah. a, um, what's the joint called? Um, They make them in New Orleans. Oh, the po' boy. Po yeah, boy. Yeah, my po' boy. The po' yeah. boy. I only had that the one time. You got to bring the po' boy back one time. No doubt, man. no doubt. Well, like I said, well, now I'm opening up these ghost kitchens in, in uh, November 1st. So, yeah, I'm a whole gamut of menu be able to seven days a week so you know now you used to catch me on the pop-up now you can see me every day hit, hit them food apps grubhub uber eats all that major i'm beyond there so dope. congratulations, dope. Absolutely. Man, man. congratulations. Absolutely. now one thing that if you follow chef big rube or big rube you got eight pages if you follow <laughs> him on the gram once in a while he'll give you a little glimpse into where he came from but the first thing that the logo post said when we went to go get a sandwich and I took Poe through was, that's Rube, Rube. <laughs> Rube. The Sixers, Michelin, that's Rube. And I'm like, I think so, bro. He like, nah, bro, that's him. <laughs> and damn sure you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, you've been a legend for a minute, Brownhead, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's wild. I get that a lot. It's like, <laughs> I, I did a photo shoot, Um, it's called, um. It was called the Naked Chef series with um, mm. um, a, a gin company and uh, Revivalist Gin. Mm -hmm. And last week, the guy, the photographer, he shooting me. He was like, tasting my chicken. I'm shooting. <laughs> I'm making chicken as they are shooting in my studio. Right. And he was like, 
you sound like the guy Big Rube and the Mitchell and that's like and the guy the, uh, the photo the art director was like that's him and he just like went crazy next thing you know he pulled out his cell phone he started taking pictures of me he was like I'm meeting a legend I'm photog- photographing a legend uh-huh. and you know it's just like for me I mean I'm just me and people you know what I mean whatever how you project me what I did and what it's just I'm just I always tell people, and I do public speaking, I had dreams bigger than my arm's length, mm-hmm. and I went out and made it happen. Mm-hmm. Because we all breathe the same air, but our motivation was separates us. Absolutely. That's all Absolutely. it is. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, yeah, you can do and be in. Like, people have motivation to fail. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's true. They do that every day. But just imagine if you channel that energy and motivation that your wildest dream to succeed and inspire people is like this. If you aspire to inspire people, mm-hmm. the world is your oyster. Right. You, you said a lot because that's actually like, <laughs> I mean, because that's something that, first of all, I feel like my passion and my purpose is to definitely help people. So the fact that you said to aspire to inspire people, that's something I absolutely live by. You also said that you had your dream, you had dreams that were longer than your arm's length and you and you went to reach them. Yeah. And another saying that I go by um, is do not follow where the path may lead. Instead, go where there is no path and leave a trail. Yeah, yeah. Right. So the that resonates with trail. me. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that resonates with me. But I'm really interested to know. Because those are two completely separate worlds that you have been able to dominate, right? You made a name for yourself in two different worlds. Mm-hmm. Do they intersect at all? Well, yeah, because um, one, you know, when you your passion leads everything. So, you know, before I, the world got, the, they say, um, when I was in Sports Illustrated and Time Magazine, my meteoric rise... I was going to hair salons and barbershops all over Philly, mm-hmm. even offices selling my baked goods, my mm-hmm. fried chicken, mm-hmm. my ground turkey lasagna. And all this been documented because my old partner, Mitchell Ness, I remember one day we walking down South Broad Street about to go into uh, Mitchell Ness corporate office. And these women that know me from back in the day, they used to buy my cakes and lasagna at the hair salon. They said, oh, that's not, you know Big Rue. Everybody know him for them jerseys and all that. But he was already famous all over the city. Yeah, so that, that, it was real humbling. And um, yeah, it's just, um, it, it all encompasses because at the end of the day, if you like good food and it hits, you know, it hits your spirit, you're going to like that. Like um, when Fab come to town, I feed them. You know what I mean? There's a lot of different athletes uh, my friend Jamie Kennedy, the actor, mm-hmm. and all that. So yeah, it's all, it's all in my wheelhouse. So okay. yeah, that the food is what got me. I was wearing all these Mitchell Ness jerseys in the '90s, mm-hmm. and people, the reaction. I'm like, they going crazy, you know, and, and these three hundred dollar jerseys. And I saw the the love and the fondness for them, but. The apprehension, like, damn, they 300? All right, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I knew I had to I take, and mm-hmm. for the culture, had to take it outside and, you know. Right. Yeah, Turn it up. Yeah, right. Right. Turn it up on them. No, that's ill, though. But, like, we, we skipped the part. South Philly, right? I'm from West. West? I'm what West. part of West? Okay. Spruce. 
Hmm? Yeah, I'm from 56 and Spruce. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's the part. All right. That's the part. Yeah. That's the part. Yeah, my grandma's so. 60th and Locust, and my uh, other grandma is Winfield by St. George. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm from that's... 60th Street, 60th and Marcus. So. All right. So, yeah, that, I it. used to be all right. <laughs> yeah, no that's, doubt. That's yeah, I went right to say you know what I mean? Back in the day. Yeah. 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 All my folks Back in the 80s. Yeah. All my folks Everybody were sincere. Used to play you with probably was sincere with my folks. Yeah, no doubt. With my family. No, doubt. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's dope because, like, I always want to, like, we went so far into how much you've done. It's like, we got to show where that comes from, too. Oh, no doubt. Because motherfuckers think that everybody that, that gets up or starts out what's considered early had a leg up. Like you said, you had a different mentality and a mindset and a, and a different drive. Which is important because you can only you only get as far as you as you try to go. Yeah, right? you know what I mean. You got to fight for that shit too. Oh yeah, no doubt. And that and was the ba- that that was the, the greatest thing is to see the adversity that mm-hmm. all my peers, my cousin, my cousin. I went to see him last week, Giovanni. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like doing will. You know, mm-hmm. you know, knock on wood, he be yeah. home. Uh, at the end of the year, his paperwork on the judge desk. So, Dope. yeah, I go see him. You know what I mean? That's my family. Right. And, um, you know, we used to do bowling parties together. Mm-hmm. Everybody know him. He's a, a hell days. of a comedian. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Days. Make everybody laugh. But one thing, and we talk about this, he, he didn't channel that energy to be that because we went to go see Martin at the Civic Center back then. You old enough to remember the Civic Center. The Civic Center was the move. Stop the show, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and him and Martin going at it. Oh, we went to go see Paul Mooney at the Laugh House, you know what I mean? Because that's oh, in them. Like, house. I remember we would uh, go to the Sixers game, and every road team the, uh, from Lamar Odom, Kevin Garnett would come out the stand, give him a hug, Giovanni, G-. so he just had that natural thing. But it's just, you know, I'm here to say, and we talk about that. He's like, man, if I chose another route. But mm. when he come home, I'm well, putting him on stage. On capitalize yeah. on it. Yeah, Pull your no wild out. Make yeah. the best out of your yeah. comeback. No doubt. Because you no already doubt. got the momentum. People know you. People love you. Get that win, man. Mm-hmm. Get that fucking W for you. No doubt. That's dope, though. But I mean, mm. people stumble, man. We all got folks in those oh, situations. Yeah. No and it's just like, it make our journey, like you say, it makes what we do so much more purposeful. Because even if this is what I want to do for me. I want to do it big enough so that I can probably offer you something so that you don't have to struggle when you get back to trying to find your way into what you need to be doing, or what you really want to do in life. Yeah, it's a, um, it's an old uh, quote. said, I was a warrior so my son could be a farmer so his son could be a poet. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. We, we, we do these wow. things, and mm-hmm. you know, when you channel it properly, that's what happens. Like, you you able to, do you know what I mean, make a mark you know what I mean? And then that the road is easier. Not saying that they, you know, everybody going to have their personal struggles. Right. But to, to say, okay, well, this is your idea. Well, here go this equity to do that. What's, right. What's, right. You know what I right. mean? Right. That's yeah. the best thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because a lot of us, we don't start with that. You know, we got to grind from boom to That's there. what I was about to say. I was about to say that. But you know what? Um, I also think that um, in the time that we are with... I think that the coronavirus also brought it, uh, brought it about, but also the time of racial divide that we're in. I feel like we're having a lot more of those opportunities than we may have had before, with people having to either lose their job or just having to, having to find their way, or people who have it actually giving back and, and being the equity that they, that they were, you know, providing equity that they could. I think that I see it 
more prevalent in this year than I might have seen it before. It's uh, it's a word called resilience. Absolutely. And that's where, and there's a culmination of things that happened. Like uh, earlier today, I had a meeting with a a pub restaurant in Jersey that wanted to do a licensing deal with me. They want to sell my chicken and Bozzy Blossom. Baby mama sauce? Yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) um, but the whole thing was, you know, Sammy, you know, I never called our food Southern cooking or mm-hmm. soul food. That's something that's been gentrified, yep, bastardized. It's black folk cooking. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. When you mm-hmm. know the history of where we come from and with the pain that we had to go through to put that joy on your plate. On the table. Because, yeah, right. exactly. So, like, why call it? Because I've been all over the country. I've been in other countries and soul food is like, where we at? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, so if I'm eating beef stroganoff, if I'm eating Venus schnitzel, you call it by its culture, German I was waiting, and, I was and Russian. So why when it come to me, my fried chicken, my collard greens, all that, you call it Southern cooking. I was going to, I was, I was letting you finish. Yeah, I was yeah, letting you finish because I was yeah. going to make the, I was definitely going to make the, 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 the contrast between that because you get a, you know, Chinese, Chinese food, you know. So yeah. young Lisa Top so, Gloria. Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. So, no, I was interested. I was going to, I was going to wait to when you started making that comment to make that contrast. So it's interesting that you say that. Um, the one thing I will say is though is that that soul that black food will it's cooked right with love it touches soul though. No, no, it definitely yeah, that, touches soul. Like. That, 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 <laughs> and that, that's the thing. But when you when you don't put an identify into it, absolutely, it gets broad. It's absolutely. Like, um, and this conversation I had is like the average just so called American walking. When you say rock and roll, automatically mm. white folks Tell come them. to mind. It's like. So Chuck Berry, the other day, one of the main inventors of rock and roll, Mm -hmm. his birthday was the other day. It was 95th birthday. Mm -hmm. So you're going to tell me that's... He he didn't make that major contribution that he made. exactly. Like Chuck, the innovation started, that Chuck did. started young. Exactly, yeah. absolutely. Started young. So, talking absolutely. about like, yeah, 80 years ago. Yeah. So, Over, yeah. 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 So why would you, you know what I mean, uh, uh, take that from me and then just put on somebody and then just wipe a whole history? Sure, absolutely. So, but, I mean, we also know that history repeats itself because it's not only with rock and roll and not only with our food, but, I mean, it's with our culture. It's We've been appropriated so many different ways. That, <laughs> but there are also some trends that we can appropriate for our own means. And you've done that. It's called a pop-up shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What oh. the fuck? Because <laughs> you've been doing pop-ups for years now. It, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, you know, it's, it's caught on yeah. in Philly recently. Okay. In the last couple years, yeah. just for regular fashion and, and retail. How about that? It's and like, you've been doing pop-ups for food, yeah, working towards your ultimate years. goal for yeah. a long time. Mm. So, like, where does that come from, and where do the resources come from to be able to borrow kitchens? Yeah, so <laughs> I told this is because you don't work for the universe. You don't work for them people. This is out of the universe because I I was saying this same discussion earlier. Mm-hmm. So Zavino on Thirteenth and Sansom, I shot their headshots and food for their website. Mm-hmm. So I told the owner, my friend Greg Dodge, I said. You know, I make a mean lasagna. I said, if you, <laughs> if you Google, you Google, it's right there. You know, Time Magazine, Sports Illustrated, talk about it. Mm-hmm. So he was like, well, and this is how I started. He said, well, let's do a, a guest chef appearance. That's mm-hmm. how it started. So it was like so successful. I told, and I was on the radio. Everybody knew it was like, 
And then just, uh, I always have light bulb theories. I never go into anything that I do with money as the end goal. Right. When I think when you go through that, you lose direction. Sure, absolutely. So it was so successful and how I got to see people I ain't seen in a while and everything. It was like, well, wow, I know all the other restaurateurs in Philly. Boom. They either they reached out to me, I reached out to them. And um and then it just it spiraled. It yeah. It's a, and I mean here we are eight years later. You know what I mean? And yeah. how many different spots you think you popped up at? In Philly, uh just really like probably thirty different restaurants. Mm. And out of town at least a dozen. Yeah. And see like yeah, they fly me out too. And restaurants is the hard out. Restaurants <laughs> the hardest shit to maintain. It takes a it lot. Is. There's a you have to always maintain a certain balance of everything that goes on in there because you're dealing with people with people intake into their bodies. Yeah. So there's a lot of trust that goes with that. Mm-hmm. That's that's thirty different motherfuckers that said Rube is not gonna fuck up our reputation as far as quality of food, and he's also gonna be safe, sanitized. You know all the yeah, things that we need him to yeah. do to make sure that we covered on both ends. Yeah. And that's a that's that's a that's something to tilt to your cat to. The fact that you've been able to do that that way. It that's is, amazing. For sure, absolutely. But you know what also it lends to is something that we talk about all the time is establishing um, networks and maintaining them. So Maintaining them. Maintaining relationships, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that you, I mean, you could, I, I don't know if it would be easy for anybody to just get into these establishments. Like you have the product for one, but I also think that it's you, it's who you are that um, lends to building that relationship and, and maintaining it as well. Can you speak to those relationships there or um, how you... Yeah, and it's like, sometimes I, I like, I. it's very humbling to to hear that because people do tell me that about It's like, look, you got a personality. And that's the one thing mm-hmm. my, my partner, he sold me on the ghost kitchen because that's one thing you're not going to be able to see me. And I... People love, they come, all my pop-ups, they love to meet me, touch me, and all that. And I, and I, because I'm that type of person. Right, so, right. so to do that, I'm going to be like, look, you might not see me, my, my flavors are there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be doing like videos and everything. Like, right. yeah, look, you know, even Balance though, it out. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's the thing is like, you know, I use that energy when what I put on that plate to give to you. But it's just a, a universal love that's like, look, come come joy and enjoy my food. I'm gonna give you a history lesson. We're gonna talk about sports. Mm-hmm. Like a young lady the other day, she hit mm-hmm. me on the DM and um she said, My my boyfriend's one of your biggest fans. Can you know if you're not too busy, can you send him a video saying happy birthday and that? Oh. And it's like that was so humbling for me. It's like, well, thank you. I sent them a video and everything. Thank you so much. You're the best and all that. And they used to come to me at, when I was popping up at Garage. Yeah. I'm like, man, you know what I mean? Like, I understand everybody don't get that type of treatment. And it's like, it humbles me. It don't makes me, you know, a bigger head. It's like, wow, thank you. Because I could be doing any other thing, but... You give what you're me doing, that. you're supposed yeah. to be doing. Yeah, exactly. You're supposed to be yeah. doing because it's affecting people and it's touching people in a way that you didn't anticipate, and that's a blessing. That's a that's a bonus. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like that's that's one of the things. Like you said before, you don't run into it with the end game being financial. No. So that no. means that everything in between matters. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You put more into everything no in between. Doubt. I don't no. want to buy my food from somebody that don't put it in what's in between. 
I was thinking about something about yeah, that too. I was about crazy. to say how um, music, you know, you can get the love from music too, but I also feel like food and music are synonymous with that because I feel it like is. you can feel the love from food. Somebody makes no it. Moments. Yeah. Absolutely. So that was one thing that I definitely wanted to uh, kind of speak to. I, I was thinking about that for a minute because I had this food last week. Um, last oh. time we filmed, when I bought oh, the three and the three, okay. oh, it was the it was so <laughs> good. I was oh, hyped today. You, like oh, he's bringing right. what? Wow. He's bringing the grub. Oh, cool. So, you so know. All right. yeah, I, was yeah, I mean, part of having you bring it was for the you know so the people could see what we dealing with. The other part was selfish. We like the food. Yeah. You see, you <laughs> see the logo in there, yeah. fucking his shit up yeah. right now. You know what I'm saying? Like yes, we, we 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 bang with the quality of, of what you put out. Now, um, one thing that. <clears throat> Make it overlook if you don't pay close attention to your social media is that you cater, and you cater a range of types of things. Yes, you, yes, you did a you did a you did a tailgate and you made a whole what? Yeah, what? I, I, yeah, I made a goat for so Tom Brady when the, in New England came to town uh, last year, um, a client hired me to smoke a goat and. With the all the you news smoked came, the yeah. whole goat. Yeah, yeah, I smoked the, the whole, whole pup. It was yeah. like the size of a bike. Yeah, you smoked it. You smoked the whole goat <laughs> at the tailgate, and people, you know, the news covered it. People came out. I chopped it up, served it up. I also did fried chicken. I did mac. And you cheese, only seen them do bread. pigs like that, yeah. nigga. Yeah. Right. You ain't I've never, never seen, seen a goat, goat like yeah. that. Nigga. Never seen yeah. a goat. Yeah. That's, oh, that's hard. Dope. <laughs> that's hard. But like, how do you get to the point where you like, I can smoke this whole fucking goat? Well, yeah. And, 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 and the <laughs> right, thing right, about right. it is I called my purveyor and the, the goat was slaughtered 48 hours before. Yeah. So we smoked it. We smoked, we par smoked it. And then, then I finished it off mm-hmm. at there. the tailgate. And you yeah. Showed, oh yeah, because he showed the yeah. process on his page. Yeah. Well, some of it, you know, mm-hmm. step by step. Yeah, when All I right. grind it and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was watching. Yeah. I was intrigued in a motherfucker. Yeah. Like it's enough dope. to like want to try to slide down there and just mm-hmm. see what's going on. Yeah, it was know, a, a lot of people. That ain't, that ain't my environment. Yeah. But listen, <laughs> I got a question, right? Because I know, I definitely know that, that male chefs exist and all, but- We the best. But no, but you know, I mean, the connotation is women, you know, we was in the kitchen, we should be in the kitchen and all of that, right? So I want to know how you even got started cooking to begin with. Well, it was um, both, my, my father was a chef. He owned uh, a lot of um, Muhammad steaks back in the day. In the oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, steak and takes. Yeah. My father actually invented the Akbar juice. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. Your yeah. dad, yeah. they used to advertise in my dad's newspaper. Mm-hmm. So my dad used to have a new Observer newspaper, and they definitely used to advertise in my dad's newspaper back in the yeah, day. So yeah, I remember my, that. Yeah, yeah my, my father was well known in the city. Uh, you know, he was right under Jeremiah Shabazz. Yeah, Shabazz, yep, yeah. yep, yep. So, you know what I mean? that That's in my... My wheelhouse, you know, like uh, Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he held me when I was three months old. Mm. Muhammad right. Ali. So I always, Amazing. you know, Muhammad like Ali, yep. when I was younger, you know, my peers, they, you know, they couldn't understand. It's like, you always on this black stuff. And you know what I mean? It's like, what I'm supposed to do? Like, yep. you know what I mean? I, I, These two great men, DNA, touched me. You know what I mean? So, and I, I was raised in a certain way to 
like not follow the herd. Absolutely. So you know what I mean. Very important. That, that was in my wheelhouse. We've probably been into a lot of the same events because I used to go to all the little galas and all that. They said the dinners and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Muhammad Ali, I would never. I'm trying to find the pictures now. Muhammad Ali kissed me on my cheek and told me how beautiful I was. I told you I was yeah. all hyped. Like yeah. he told his wife that, but. Yeah. <laughs> But no, so I definitely came up in the same upbringing. I went to, we went to Ivy Leaf together for most of our years, but one year I left, and that one year I left, I went to Claire Muhammad. That's how I went. So, yeah, yeah I'm sure we probably crossed yeah. paths in that regard, too. So, yeah. Yeah. it's crazy. I'm sitting here like, you know about Rice's Barbershop? Yeah. It's my mm-hmm. pop. All right. And my grandfather and my uncle. What? Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah. Because yeah, you had, you 56. Yeah. You right uh-huh. down the street from. But no, like it's just it's just great because once again we're at a table where we all come from legacies and people that done things in this no city. Doubt. No that doubt. um black people in their time wasn't even trying and imagining was possible. Yeah, that's true. You know what yeah. I mean? Especially to the level that it was done to to, to carry on these businesses for the amount of time that they ran mm-hmm. and all of that. That's 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 something that, that and was bold enough to do it. Well, one thing I want to just interject and say yeah, hold on, yeah. I want to interject and say they were, but you gotta think about all the adversity they were faced with. Because one thing you said nobody was trying. They were definitely trying. No, I'm not when I'm but it was they was faced I, with a lot of I, challenges. When I say trying, I'm not saying nobody was trying to like we had Black Wall Street way back. Yeah, I'm not talking about that that at, at that point. But I mean like to decide that you want to create your own media is crazy mm-hmm. from a, a standpoint of looking at it from the sixties and the seventies and shit. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To to say that you will have a shop that you serve people out of that you'll have multiple of these. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? As a as a as a black man, right? In the city that still can't get right, was like everybody was trying to do it. A lot of people wanted to do it. I should, probably shouldn't have said try. Right, that was the only but word. Like, I just, it's, it's just like, like it seemed impossible to a lot of people at right, the time. Right, because all that like it wasn't like nobody to look towards besides probably your father, his his mm-hmm. father. Like I I meet barbers in West Philly all the time, and when they find out who I am, they're like, your dad or your uncle is the reason that I got a barbershop. Right, right, you know? right. You know what I mean? It and it's like, inspiring to and, inspire. and, and that's a blessing. Like, I love hearing that shit, mm-hmm. especially because John been going a while. He left some. Right. You see what I'm saying? He left some. He inspired somebody that I met that said he had, what, three barbershops now? And he said he got that from sitting at the, the end of my, my uncle's chair. Right. And just looking at him saying, I could do this shit. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? That shit is so dope and so yeah. important. But it's also why, like you said, your mindset has been how it's been. You was taught not to follow the herd. You was yeah. taught that there is other. Oh, yeah. You was taught the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was pushed in a certain way. Like, I joked about it the other day. I said, my dad always told me to learn enough so that I could do what I wanted to do. Yeah. And to never go into the military because there's no place for a black man. Yeah. So then when I started fucking family. up in high school, he said, now, if you don't get no colleges, you know you go to the military. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And that and was then, to show you something. Yeah. 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 Like, I got it. Mm-hmm. We ain't going there. And I, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I did what I had to do. Mm-hmm. So you need that. You need that. You need people that know that it's possible yeah, and that show you that it's possible. Right. And I think that that's what's dope about what you're doing now. And with that young lady saying, my boyfriend loves you, looks All up right. to you. Like, I know you was like, I ain't LeBron. Yeah, but like, yeah. like <laughs> and, and I get that all the time. I remember years ago, I spoke at St. Gabe's, the disciplinary uh-huh. high school out there past KOP. And I, I mean, I talked to 1,500 kids out there. Mm. And the priest reached out to me, and I'm talking to them. Thank you. And it was wild that at least a dozen 
guys there told me that I knew their parents, either mother mm. or father. Like they were like, and it was like, it was disheartening in a way because you know they were my age and they were you know they had teenage right children mother yeah are. exactly and you know a, a lot of that w- wasn't no direction so mm-hmm. you know what I mean but the fact that I met a couple of them in the last ten years that their life is going well, that's just because they told me just because off of, and you, you know we can't save the you. world yeah yeah yeah, they can find yeah, you. yeah. but I always say mm-hmm. like. You never know who's looking at you. Never. Um, and never. I mean, like, people used to say that from, like, a fear perspective. Like, be careful what you do. Somebody's always going to see you. Mm-hmm. But I mean it from an inspirational point. Like, you're the man to five kids on your block, whether you know it or not. And right. you might not never do more to say, hey, what's up, y'all? Mm-hmm. And hop in your car and pull off. So you're responsible for some of what they see. Because if, if what they see from you is inspiring, then they're going to aspire to do the same thing that, that you inspired them to do. But that could be good or bad. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to do what you do, but they can carry on like you do, yep. and that could be positive or negative. And that you know, we all have choices. Everybody got a road to go. Everybody, on. but you're responsible as a somebody that considers yourself a nobody. You work right. at Walmart every day, or you, you work at the Jiffy Lube, and you're like, man, I ain't doing nothing crazy. Somebody is looking at you and saying, mm-hmm. he's decent, she's dope, yep. that's thorough. I like that car or whatever have you. You know what I mean? It don't take much for a kid to buy in. Or even a peer. And a lot of times that's how we have fallen outs with our peers. Right. Because they resent the fact that they admire things about you yeah, sometimes. Exactly. And that's... they don't know how to unearth that and how to express that or how to um find the things that they bring to the situation that you might not necessarily bring. Right. That is the reason that y'all are friends. Yeah. You know. I've had that conversation before. I know it's out of the Yeah, I know too often that. You know what I mean? It's like you doing something and you doing something for you're doing something for the culture. You're doing something. And it's mm-hmm. just like somebody you came up with, slept in the same bed with, you know what I mean? Like our parents know each other, and they got the knife. Damn, man, you're back. Yep. Woo. Listen. I go Woo, through. that, I, I mean, I that's more gut-wrenching than anything. Listen, and what's sad is I don't feel like I've done nothing yet, mm-hmm. and I'm already going through it. It's like, you know, like you say, the goals is is, is, is is astronomical. Like I feel like my upside for certain things, I've, I've got a lot to do to get there. Mm-hmm. But it's possible. No but at this level, I'm already going through the bullshit. Right, right, right. It's and it's crazy. Yeah, no. I don't want to, you know, I like to stay positive, but the mo- one of the most profound things, I don't know if it's profound, but something I, and I posted um, was that the saddest thing about betrayals is it never comes from an enemy, right? No, it never so, comes from an enemy. That was something yeah, I was going through. How many times something, something happened to somebody recently. And motherfuckers ain't say, oh, that was somebody they knew. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it'd be the first line. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. 70% of what you hear happening to people, they be, oh, that's, that was somebody yeah. they knew. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. even a guessing thing. Right. It's like people is telling you, like, they know yeah. the person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's why it's also important. Again, like I said, I like to stay positive to just keep, like, certain circles and keeping, you know what I mean, your own energy a certain way. Like, um, you, you said, I can't remember exactly the statement that you said earlier, but it kind of made me think that um, about, like, you get back what you put out, right? So, no if, if you, exactly, so if you just maintain that positivity and don't even surround yourself with certain things and you kind of, to some degree, can mitigate that or kind of, like, eliminate that from happening, so. Yeah, it's, um, it, and it's a learning process because, especially back then, I said the, the whole uh, meteoric rise with Mitchell and Ness and mm-hmm. traveling and everything. And, you know, it's like, 
You know, but back home, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, I, I go around my way and it was like. Same old shit. Yeah, it's right. like, I'm just coming to see my grandma, but you ain't take us with you. I'm like. You Hollywood You know now. what I mean? You but I, I used to, yeah, I used to like look at cats. I'm like, but y'all was the same ones when I told y'all these aspirations, drinking a 40, sitting on the steps. Ah, oh, that shit can't happen. You ain't going to do that. They ain't going to fuck you with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, this was. I'm like, so what changed? You know what I mean? But I was, I was able to see something in my head and walked in it in reality, right, right, right. and it happened. You right. know what I mean? Now because we keep being relentless. Yeah, we keep sure. referring to the meteoric rise, mm-hmm. and like, I know you a chef, and that should pass. But can we touch on like, what like? Because I remember Mitchell and Ness. When I found out about Mitchell and Ness, I was at Rome, and my homie worked there. Omar Muwakil, big eyes from South Philly. And he bought through a brochure like this, the spot I've been saying I work. Because he kept telling us it was a lot of thorough shit in there. But we like Michelin. It sounded corny. Mm -hmm. He shows the brochure. I'm like, well, shit, I want this and this. He get it on a discount, whatever, you know, bring it to school. And I'm like, so one day I'm downtown because we used to shop all the time. I go in there. It was the, the, the little store. And I remember they used to have a sale every year and people used to rob the shit yeah, out the store yeah. every fucking year. <laughs> and then right after that, everything shifted in Mitchell yeah. and S. Like everything. And I feel like that's around yeah, into, into room. Yeah, that that was from 2000 to 2006. It was never one sale at Mitchell and S. Mm, I remember that. Yeah, it was, see? you know, and it was like uh, within three to four <laughs> months, I had... And and I I said this publicly before. I never thought that people would be interested in my story, but MTV came down uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Sway interviewed me. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm like, huh? it's like, no, we want to know what makes this thing run. Nothing. So it was like, I'm sweat. like, I'm doing it right. for the culture. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? But next sweat. thing you know, like it went from the Met Yard, the Magic Show in Vegas. Yeah, and, yeah, where everybody. So was I'm brand, near yeah. two thousand. Giving out, just walking around, giving out brochures. Right. Next thing you know, six months later, I needed security because MTV, Jay with um Girls, Girls, Girls mm-hmm. video, mm-hmm. Puff video, Fab, all this mm-hmm. happened within six months. And literally, I needed security to walk around. Everybody was trying to get at me. Mm-hmm. It was real talk. And, and the thing about it is, there's a couple of... Guys that, you know, to this damn confidence when Dave Jeff in Chicago would fly, like, and as a handful of guys, like, when I introduced myself and talked to him, we cultivated a relationship. Right. And they saw it. It was like, Rube, like, you know what I mean? I'm just walking around. It's like, oh, all right. And just like that. But I just put my head down. Like you, though, you a yeah. humble dude. Hmm. But hold up. You just took it back to what I was talking about. It was about <laughs> establishing and maintaining relationships because you just said- mm-hmm. There's some people that you still confidence with that you met and they, you know, like, mm-hmm. so I feel like that's super heavy and super important because I feel like it, um, it may, it maintains and it, and it help people don't understand how far those relationships can actually take them. Right. It's infinite. Yes. It's really infinite. And the fact that you just touched on it and I don't even, I mean, I, I don't think it was intentional, but the fact that you just touched on it is just reiterate what you said in the beginning. Um, I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> no, that's a big point that we both are big on. Like, cause you know, I do the radio thing. I interview artists all the time. And one thing I keep telling them is to network, but don't just networking is, is the initial meeting. 
Mm-hmm. After that, you have to follow cultivate. Yeah, cultivate. You have to yeah. follow up. You gotta yeah. check shit out. You gotta like, you know what I mean? Show a vested interest in that relationship yeah. to whatever end that means. Cause everything ain't the same no matter what. Everybody's gonna have tears of people that they deal with on different mm-hmm. ways. But at some point you have to engage these people if you want them, if you wanna be on the front of their mind or on the side of their mind when something pops up. Because that's one of the things about the relationship being possibly infinite. Right. I never know how many opportunities she's going to come into in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. She never knows what opportunity I might run into tomorrow or, or 20 years down the line. Right. Same no. with you. I mean, we know each other yeah. a year now. I'm sitting here. With we, me. We, yeah, we're chopping platform. it up. Yeah, but I think so, this is yeah. important because, like like we said a couple of times, like when there is good people with good energy, good product, good whatever, I want to put my audience on to those people. Thanks. I want to Absolutely. share that, you know, because um, there's a lot of names I could get, mm-hmm. but there's not a lot of people that can hold a conversation for an hour straight that's, that that has the name that I'm really interested in learning more than 15 minutes about. Sure. Also, so I can put them on the radio and show. And that's called substance. I'm just going to say that. You took the word out of my mouth. Yeah, so I can put them yeah. on the radio show. Yeah. The word out of my mouth. But like yeah. there's chapters and levels and all type of things to... um which ends we can all relate that you don't mind speaking towards and you're not going yeah mean me to death no, no. You, know what I'm <laughs> no. you know what I mean and it's like you you're not going to do that so this is something that should happen Thanks. this is something that is supposed to happen this is why like the way we even got here I tell the audience Rube said what do y'all think about me doing a podcast people keep telling me to do a pod which wasn't a surprise to me right, because right, I right. know his personality right and I'm like well you could always come on mine and try it out yeah. Right, right, right. Just get a feel for how potting is because mm-hmm. I think people have perceptions of podcasts like it has to be this way, it has to be that way. Absolutely not. No, it's your block that you should try to make the best out of, mm-hmm. but it's up to how you want to do it. It's people that's telling horror stories on podcasts. Guess what? Okay. I feel like it's just you know like music I mean? and food, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's all up to you. It's all about the creator. Um, so I feel like again, there is like an we're talkers, so with unimaginable us two, amount. Mm-hmm. With yeah, us two, this part is like what we do regularly smoking. Go ahead. Yeah, this is uh one thing that uh, even my old partner Peter said at Mitchell and that's like whoever it is, and my grandmother always instilled that to me. She said, somebody breathing have something in common with them. Mm-hmm. So it don't matter what. And I always did that. Like I sat in front. Mm-hmm. I never sat in the back of any bus. Mm-hmm. Like all that trying to be cool. My grandma right, right, right. said, I remember one time my we girl, going I get in trouble that. What? Hey, I get she in said, trouble. hold on. She said, so they forced us back there. You going to go back there? No, nah, no. Nah. So I always sat in front of the bus, and I had my books learning about W.B. Du Bois, mm-hmm. George Washington Carver. Oh, look at Ruby Corn. So I always tell kids, no matter what the being you seeing, yeah, I got teased. I got tormented, all mm-hmm. that. But I, my esteem was so strong enough. It really didn't matter. But that's why you yeah. didn't call it being yeah. bullied. Yeah. Right. Because I feel like the, all kids get picked on. The difference between getting picked on and bullied is how you react to it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's, it's how you react to it. And I'm not saying you got to be tough in your reaction to it. My mom told me when I was a kid, because she wasn't going to tell me to fight, because I was already trying to fight all the time. Okay. She was like, stop letting it upset you. Laugh. Yeah, yeah. Smile. If, yeah, they, if it doesn't sure. upset you so much, they'll stop. Yeah. And that's really a thing that you learn about people that like to pick on people. They want a reaction. Yeah, they just really They want that. a reaction. Now, if they go too far, give them the reaction they really want. Mm-hmm. But you could curb <laughs> a mom. lot of stuff just by clowning on them and laughing at them. Right. Just by looking at them like, that was funny. Yeah. Word. Good job. I used to do that. <laughs> like, and then, like job. you said, when it came to uh, that, you know, 
said, don't do it in school. Do it after school. Yep. My grandma used to be like, tighten them up. Yep. Listen. My mom used so, to say, yeah, just don't throw the first punch yeah. in school. Yeah. My mom just told me, don't talk about it, be about it. That's what I learned that from. Yeah. But I also learned also to not do it in school. Like, I never had an issue in school. You can attest to that. Mm-hmm. Um, anything I ever handled was definitely at the right time. Like, I learned early. It's a time and a place for everything. No doubt. I learned that early. Um, so, yeah. So. I was Peter Popoff. <laughs> no, the only, the only time in school I ever fought wasn't Claire Muhammad. We did it in the bathroom. Nobody even knew. Oh, like, right. mixed up in the bathroom, yeah. came back like. All right. <laughs> nah, that's how you get it done. That's how you get it done. It's yeah, funny, but... though, because, like, even back then, I feel like, and I said this to her before, like, uh, everything that we've done up until this point has it, it benefits us right now, that's... even though we didn't know that yeah. this is where we was going to be. We building blocks. Mm-hmm. That's how it, that's Absolutely. Because think about it, especially people that look like us, and they get in what they go into, because for me... It's disheartening to ride past 13th and Filbert and uh, 15th and, um, what's that, J, uh, Arch now. Mm-hmm. It, it, it does something to my... No, just like to see us, we were staying in line for something that's detriment to us. How you going to court? Mm-hmm. And oh, all right, that. 13th and Filbert, But be you. obedient to that. Oh, family court, 15th and Arch, Yeah, yeah, so be obedient to that. But when it comes to collectively doing something positive... For the group, like um, I explained to some young people, when you do things without dignity, that's for you. You only looking wow. out for you. But when you do things with dignity, that's for the collective. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So that's a when, great way yeah, to look at dignity. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's uh, that's what it's all about. It's like, look, I'm gonna, you know, what we said Muhammad Ali earlier. Like he, all he had to do was behave, and. The world Behave. is that. But if you go into the, the mountains of Nepal and this man, if you show a picture of a child in the mountains of Nepal, remote mountains, show them they know that's Muhammad Ali. Right. Because of what he stood for. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So when I open up my brick and mortar restaurant, he's the only athlete that's going to be pictured in there. Because you know most of us, when we open up a pie, no, no uh-uh. You this man is bigger than that, what he did. You all know right. what I mean? So, uh, no. And and I have a lot of friends as athletes, but uh, you're going to see picture Ida B. Wells, mm. George Washington Carver, mm-hmm. Louis Lattimore, mm. Benjamin Banneker, that if you don't know who they are. You're going to learn today. Yeah, exactly. Well, we say that all the time yeah. on this mm-hmm. pod, that us, like she said, we went to Ivy League. It's a black private school, and every month was Black History Month. So every day when you walk down the halls, that's who you seen. You just mm. named one side of the hallway exactly. in, 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 in January. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, a, it's, a, it's a picture. There's another picture, and there's a there's a write up, mm. and then there's something. It might be somebody's paper next to it mm. that they wrote about this person. Yeah. And that was year round for us. So yeah. like yeah. how you said you was on the bus reading, mm-hmm. that was required reading for us. That's, and that's a beautiful thing. Jane because... Metzlinger, Elijah McCoy. Yeah, I mean, we exactly. got you know yeah, we, we yeah. had them all. Bluford. So yeah, Diane so, so when you know this because, and I, I talked to these um young men a couple. No, it was last week in my friend Bo's house in Villanova. And I said, uh, the way, especially uh, Sammy has his hair and all, these young 17-year-olds, I said, 
Do you know why you wearing your hair like that? It's right. like I just like I said, no. you channeling you channeling your ancestors right. without you even knowing. Absolutely. I said, look it up. I said, y'all, y'all have all the information right there. I said, look up the right. original Israelite. I said, look at I said, damn, they hair look like him. Mm-hmm. I said exactly. that that's going through your veins. You don't even know. No, it. exactly. Yeah. I said, so they don't even know whole yeah. running around looking like Basquiat. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's like a lot of us we go through what we go through because we don't know who we are. We searching, you know what I mean? Because there's no way the average so-called kid shooter, however you want to name them, that knows that okay, you can't turn on your a light in your house without knowing who Lewis Lattimore is. Right? If he didn't exist, how you gonna have that light? You know what I mean? If 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 the Duvray brothers then come along, how you gonna drive an automobile? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Or guarantee so, Morgan, how yeah, you gonna stop at that exactly. traffic light? Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. If the smoke come in your house, how you, you gonna get, break exactly. yeah, You know what I mean? Like so when you have this information, you equipped with it, I can't see you just be willy wilding out of well, it. Because yeah. there's a sense of pride that comes with that. And yeah. part of why a lot of our youth are lost and people wanna skip over that part. Is that we're not educating them on who they are. But yeah. guess what? But guess you what? want them to learn all this yeah, shit. Sure. And I was one of these kids. Mm-hmm. If it made sense, I was willing to learn it. Well, I was good at math and science early because it That's made sense. DNA. But guess what? You ain't like but history. I hated once you got history the, once I you got the high school because of the bull, because of what they was teaching, I hated right? Yeah, exactly. But imagine how much more interesting you would have been in history going on if you really learned the whole story. It would oh, have been truth. well more exactly. Like, I'm also learning, like we said, we was learning black history simultaneously. So what you're teaching me in U.S. history doesn't line up with what yeah, I'm learning in exactly. black history anyway. <laughs> but U.S. history, the importance of this is name, dates, and events. The importance of this has something to do with me. Yeah, yeah, DNA. And actually, not you only you, but saying? guess what? The stuff that they were teaching us in black history, it was not only to you, but to our everyday living. Like, mm, you just named yeah. everything about a car and Absolutely. how we got to where we got. Like, that's mm-hmm. where the pride come in at, because you got to realize that you were, you were the people that started the first civilization. You were the original people that started mathematics and all of these things. And science, mm-hmm. You were the motherfuckers that, it wasn't no aliens that dropped them bricks off. Like, this shit is a real thing at a time mm-hmm. where those bricks weigh tons and we ain't no, no, no um, tractors and no pulleys and nothing the third crazy eye besides that. a regular pulley. Yeah. And, and teamwork. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and, and it's it's a lot that went into that that we got separate separated so far away from that we should be building on that shit. Absolutely. So that'll put an ambition in you if you anybody because like we say, um, ignorance is bliss. Once you know something, you have a responsibility. Sure. You got a responsibility. Now you could be ignorant enough to deny your responsibility, but your conscience is gonna fuck with you. Oh yeah, yeah. It should. Oh yeah. It you should be a little man in the back of your head, like yeah. You better than that. But you see people deteriorating <clears throat> from that every day. It's like, I one of my thing. I, I have a lot of trust from babies that they they like to hang out with me. That but it costs to them. Like if you want to be in big room company, you got to pay for that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's like no, that's a luxury. Like to say, well, I want to do this. I want to be on your photo shoot and be in your daily walk. You're not just gonna get this knowledge for free. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's like a university. A game's supposed to be sold, not to so, be told. And y'all pay you for everything I mean? else. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to give it to the one that, that, that needs it, that can't afford no it. No doubt, no doubt. And they're going to get it from a genuine place. 
But when you are telling me that this is, it's like when we were sitting at the park that day. We was at the plat, and the girl said, "My daughter um reads people. She's a reader. She good with energy yep. and all of that." Mm-hmm. And she went and grabbed the daughter. She brought her daughter over, and she said, "Read him." And she said, "That's not how I do it. I gotta feel it." Mm-hmm. Yeah. When she feels it, she shares. Wow. When she doesn't feel it, she don't even want to be bothered. Yeah. Right. And then the crazy thing is, she looked at Sive and she looked at me, and I felt like she wanted to read one of us. She mm-hmm. did. She, guess what? She been she been keeping in contact with me ever see what since I'm I met her at the play. But like, like I can see it. Like I, I yeah. know where that comes from. Mm-hmm. I know where that comes from. Yeah. And I've also like similar to like you and not on your level because never been in Time of Sports Illustrated, but mm-hmm. like on a local musical level, I've seen overnight me walk in the venue and speak to the people I know and, you know, kick it and get backstage, do what I regularly mm-hmm. do. And then I've seen a couple months later, before I could get to the to the stage, five, six people almost walk past me. Right. Do the mm-hmm. and then do this. Like yeah. we like we brown. And I don't know no, who they exactly. are. But they know who I am and they think they could benefit from me. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to show me love. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm a nigga that like I ain't used to that. Yeah. So I'm like Yeah, yeah what what's going on? <laughs> but mm-hmm. um it's, it, it gets weird, but it also shows you that you're doing something. It shows you that you're progressing. It shows you that you, you're impacting some sort of form of way on the culture. And it's crazy because you keep referring to the culture as someone that has attacked a lot of angles of the culture. Because yes. you've dressed the culture. You've yeah. entertained the culture. Yeah. <laughs> Fed the culture. Fed right, the culture. Right, yeah, right, just, right, um, right, right, right. Yeah, it, it's like... Educated um, the culture. Yeah, thank you, um... You know, no, like I, I used to that. take Kobe Bryant to Sixers games. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, like it? yeah, he was uh junior and senior in high school. Mm. Oh, Mary, yeah, wow. yeah, the brandy years. Yeah, mm-hmm. so gonna bring it up. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's you know crazy. I mean, it's like wow. Then you know, flip. Less mm-hmm. than ten years later, yeah. I got this kid named everybody we talking about named LeBron James. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? His people was boredom to me. It's like wow. Um, it, it's I always said if we uh, call myself the Forrest Gump of the hood because there's so <laughs> many people that I, I've touched and just like Charlie Mack brought Rakim to the hood. Okay. And back in '86, I was right there. I was right there when Fresh Prince. Like I never called him Will Smith in my life. I don't know him as Prince, right, Jazzy right. Jeff, all of them from around the way. I was right there when he was doing block parties. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like living in Brooklyn at the Ansar community when Jay yeah, <clears throat> and, yeah, yeah. And, and Clark Kent, RZA, mm-hmm. all them, um, the pizza shop. Mm-hmm. I was right there. I mm-hmm. seen it. Mm-hmm. And the, you know what I mean? Like Jazz O, I know all these people. So yeah. it's just like wow. to be in these monumental Moments. Circumstance moments yeah. that like I was right there. Yeah, it's only a few people that can say that. You remind me of my my um, stepsister because she's also like been in certain moments in certain places. But it's about you. It's about who you are and the energy again that you attract, right? Because everybody, it's probably other people that been around them same circumstances, but wasn't and didn't witness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I the can, angle that you got. Yeah. You feel me? That you the advantage that you got. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean. And it's crazy because this also um, transitions into something we was discussing before you got here. So What's that? Rube said a lot of people is a slave to this word called relevance. Yeah. And they fight for it. And it's funny because if you listen to his journey, and we're just tapping in on little points, bouncing around right. on it, 
But even if you look at the totalitarian, you know, the whole mm-hmm. package of what we're talking about, if he worried about staying relevant in one way, he'd have never been. been yeah. You know what I mean? Like you've done different things because they provided and you followed up or you you strive for them and you made them happen. Yeah, right? As opposed to trying to maintain what people already thought of you, what people already True. knew and loved you for. You were famous before, you know, mm-hmm. way before any of this. Look what the old lady say. We been right. know about her. Yeah, yeah. It. yeah. I know. So right. it's like you have literally just all right, well, I can do it here too. I can do it here too. And I think that that's what hurts a lot of people artistically. Yeah, they, 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 I mean, they really, they stay hold, in their box. Yeah, yeah. They, and, um, they I let get people y'all build funny. a box for them. Yeah, right, that, that's true. true. Yeah. And that's that, scary. Yeah, it's I, not I even your uh, box. Right. You'll love this story. In Vegas at Magic, I'm with, uh, leaving out my suite and my fab. And we, we going to the elevator, about to go to some party out there. It was late. And it was this old white lady. She like uh, had a cane, everything. Blew my mind. She was like, I know who you are. And I'm like, here we go. I'm like, she think I'm some big black athlete. She <laughs> said, no. I was at my dentist's office and I was reading about you. Oh, shit. I saw, I picked up the Time magazine. And yeah, I wear jerseys. And it was like, yeah, it so was funny. a genuine moment. It was like, that blew so my funny, mind. Though. I was like. Damn, I pegged her, and I thought she pegged me. Right. Yeah, we got in the elevator. Fab even told that, like, uh, when they interviewed him for my documentary. Like, so you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah, I was right there. He was like, you know, yeah. just something about... He like, like Rube yeah. in the ball. Yeah, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, we got on the elevator together and everything, and I got her info, and I sent her some stuff. Oh. Yeah, but it was just like... How the hell? She was like, I was in my dentist's office reading about you in Time Magazine. That's yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah. But that's like, the reach. That's 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 the good thing about yeah. like she has on the scene magazine. Like when she writes about these people, there's no telling who's going to read about these no people. Doubt. And yeah. that's the blessing in being covered by anybody that's mm-hmm. serious about their publication. It's the blessing in it. But like old white women, a trip. Because you reminded me, no, because I had the ACL surgery a couple years ago and I was going back and forth to get it checked on. And I was leaving one day and I had this jacket on. And you know, it's. Mm-hmm. It's a trucker. Yeah. It's mad black Ooh, power dang, fist like and Hugh Newton yeah. and Malcolm and. Right. You know, and then this Backwoods and all MSU right. and yeah. As Grass and Gas, <laughs> okay. 420. I got all that. You got right? it themed up. So Man. the white lady is reading my jacket uh-huh. while we on the elevator, and I don't really know it. And then she taps me. She said, excuse me. I said, yes. She said, can you turn around so I can see the back? So I spin around. She looks at the back. Wow. And it says, every woman needs a bar stool. She said, excuse me, do you have a marker? I just want to write amen at the bottom of this. Wow. Fuck my yeah. ho- and we on a crowded elevator, yeah. yo. Yeah. Fuck my because kind of ah. similar to you, I wouldn't think she identified mm-hmm. or understood or respected. You yeah, know what I mean? No doubt. But she was on all of it. She mm. read every That's patch called... and button and then told me to spin around so mm. she could get the back. Right. And wasn't flirting. Mm. Right. And it was yeah. funny as hell because the elevator was, you know how people try to act like they ain't yeah, listening. No <laughs> that's, that's universal zen right there. No. Because we we all have something. I always tell, you know, people that, you know, look at our journey and like, well, you got this here. I'm like, so I say, you know, if you go to up to Bill Gates, Queen Elizabeth, if you hold their nostrils, what's going to happen? They're right. going to die. I said, so what? 
What's the difference? So what's the difference between you and them? Absolutely. Like I'm like I'm So when you put that in perspective, it's like what I when when we started, our motivation mm-hmm. is what separates us. Right. It's like, are you willing to do? I'm willing to climb up Mount Kilimanjaro to see the largest peak say and say that I I accomplished this. When you like, oh, I ain't going up there. Yeah, I ain't going for that feet. Yeah, exactly. So you know what I mean? It's like Listen, I'm man. motivated to do that. And everybody has their own mountain. And different some, shows some for different folks, man. Everybody yeah. not built for it, right? No, that's, right. That's true. Some everybody people not. need to stick to the bunny slopes. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, and that, it's, it's okay. Stay safe. Yeah, stay safe. But like I try to explain to people all the time that the world only goes around because there's three different kind of people. There has to be a supplier, a hustler, yeah, and a customer. No doubt. If everybody thinks that they a fucking hustler or supplier, we have a problem. Yeah. And suppliers don't talk to customers, and hustlers don't even want to get to talk to both. Yeah. So if you're somebody that values anything and learns how to hustle it, and then you get to a point where you can supply it, then you in a position that the average person isn't supposed to be yeah. on. So right. they're not supposed to understand what you understand. That's true. Right. You see what I'm saying? So we get... And I'm one of them. I, I have little... Tolerance for dumb shit, but sometimes yeah, I have to both. bring myself back and be like, everybody ain't on it like you want, yeah. and it's not their fault. Yeah. You don't bring yourself back, but okay. because the world, no, I do after the fact. <laughs> it be, it be, you know, my by myself meetings. Okay, I don't uh, let y'all see me yeah. break. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, but it, no, it's... that's what it come down to. Like the world wouldn't spend if we was all the same. For sure, sure, absolutely. Well, I, I told a young lady she was um came with one of my music to shoot. I said, can you win? With five Michael Jordans, like yeah, they great. I said, every got everybody have a part to play. Back to yours. I said, Pippen and Michael, that was Zen right there. Right, Mm -hmm. they couldn't do it without each other. You know what I mean? So that was perfect for them. You can't. Everybody has a part. Look, you gotta be the brute right there. I gotta be the finesse. I gotta mm-hmm. be the tactical. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. How, how you strategy, gonna, how you gonna win a war with all generals? You can't it work like that. You never work like that. <laughs> you can't. I try to explain that to young men all the time. Like, yeah. your homies, if you are alpha male, more than likely most of the guys around you aren't. Yeah. Because they would have their own little crew. Mm-hmm. So. When you don't understand some of the shit that they do, it's it's a reason they're around you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's why they're up under you because they know that you wouldn't have did this shit, and they hoping that you lead them the right way. But when you bump heads with certain other guys, it's because they are alpha too. Yeah. But if you can get out of your animalistic primitive ways enough to understand that other alpha, then y'all could be solid because y'all don't ever have to follow each other. But y'all bring two different crews together every time y'all mash up, and that's a movement. That's called technical game. Technical right. game. Yeah. But we're in a position where a lot of people don't understand that. They think, you know, it's 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 you got to be top dog. Yeah, I'll be top dog, yeah. man. You ain't got to. Mm-hmm. Y'all can run in unison. Yeah, you know what I mean. Some days you be the lion. Some days you could be the elephant. Mm-hmm. All that, and and that's what an alpha male can do. It's like you really like humble yourself sometimes. Like okay, I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna shed this, and I'm gonna see what's going on. The best because leaders can follow. To, yeah, the, it's like the that. best leaders can follow. Y'all yeah. talked about Farrakhan. He follows somebody. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like anybody that you can think of, Muhammad Ali follow. Like mm-hmm. anybody that we've named, even though they may have done bigger 
they learn from somewhere. Oh, no doubt. They I mean, learn from somewhere. Did, and so. that's why I fight so hard against that narrative of, and like we mentioned before on the pod, um, when people say, um, be careful, we not our ancestors. I feel like that's oh, so disrespectful to it our is. ancestors. I know. It's like, and it's like we got there because of him. Absolutely. <laughs> like, are you crazy? Yeah. But it's like when people be like, if I was a slave, I would have did this. Like, all right, cool, because mm. you'd have rather been dead than been a slave. But do you realize they wouldn't have killed you? Yeah. They'd have raped and killed your whole family in front of you, yeah. cut your foot off and kept you? Yeah. Now, if you're mm. willing to trade six for you? Yeah, I, I tell them Like, it's not time. what you think it is. Yeah. And you're just showing your ignorance by trying to equate it to what mm-hmm. we're dealing with now. Yeah. Right. Now, we're still fighting based on that. And we have more political or more leveraged socially than we had before, but we don't have that without them. No. no it doesn't no. exist. Yeah. The athletes that stood up before, mm-hmm. the people, the regular everyday people that stood up before, the people that walked miles to and from school and work to make a boycott work. Yeah. And they didn't wear no Absolutely. sneakers. You see what I'm they saying? They wore hard bottoms yeah. and <laughs> We live in a city and yeah. if motherfuckers said don't take something tomorrow, everybody's crossing that line. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's sure. crossing that line, and that's, that's. But if it was the Greek, you walk from Erie to South Street yeah. and back, huh? right? Uh-huh. You remember them days? Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. And, and I was all like, you know, I was always like the outsider. It was like when I was in um, high school, brother Skeef, he bought Khaled Muhammad to speak to us. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it was like, you know, he came and spoke the plain truth, and. Yep. Woo! My my teachers, they hated. They wanted us to sign a petition to get uh, Brother Ski fired, all that. And then it was like, it was a lot of my peers that they grew up with no knowledge itself. It was like, no, like, no, uh uh-uh. He was was tough. He was was tight, man. Now, when you say knowledge Mm -hmm. itself, uh, you told me your age earlier, you was right in the middle of when everybody was 5% or Muslim, mm-hmm. or like uh, it was, it was active out here. Like it was, you couldn't even be hip hop if you didn't understand. Yeah, um, real if talk. you didn't have knowledge yeah. yourself to some degree. Yeah, if you didn't understand yeah. some form mm-hmm. of mathematics, you couldn't even understand your favorite rappers. Yeah, that's real. Talk. So like, how was that? Because I remember constantly being pulled to the side by the old heads around my way. Like okay. yo, blah blah. Yeah, whoop. especially on sixties. <laughs> I mean the mosque down there. <laughs> so it was like, I mean, for me, it was refreshing. That, you know, it's like, wow, this is speaking to me because I grew up under this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, especially all all the hip hoppers, they went to Dr. York, Imam Issa, which is mm-hmm. my stepfather. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they all went there to get their teaching. One of the reasons how me and uh, Fat Joe cultivated, we met at a Sixers game back in the 90s and we mm. was talking everything he was like what like he said I used to always go to the Ansar community in Brooklyn yeah. and now I said yeah I was right there and like and that's how we cultivated Nas mm. that's all those guys it's mm. like wow he's like damn yeah, I big bro I said you can ask Jay I mean Jay me and Jay I known Jay since I was like 10 12 years old mm-hmm. real talk mm-hmm. you know what I mean and he's about so I'm 46, so he's about four years older yep, than me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah like, I, I seen that. He used to come to uh, prayer and everything because mm-hmm. where the mosque was and Marcy was right there. That, mm-hmm. that one number five, six blocks apart. So, yeah, that's like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it was, um, 
it was refreshing. And then for me, it was disheartening to see how I had enough fortitude to see how hip hop was going further into the 90s. It was like, Mm-hmm. We didn't lose nothing. They injected something into. Yep. Yeah. They, oh, they, the shift they, was yeah. intentional. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was very. It's like deliberate. Hold up. These Negroes, but that goes back up. to the that right. goes back to that relevance shit. Yeah, yeah. Because exactly. when you fight right. to be relevant, yeah, yeah. you get away from mm-hmm. where we was at and where, where right. your art would have went. Yeah, exactly. By trying and what I had told him about the relevance earlier, part of it starts from when they started telling rappers, in order to have a complete album, it has to have all of these elements. Right. Because now you're chasing the single has to sound like this. Right. Yep. This has to sound like this. Absolutely. I have to have a part that sounds like this. It has to be this long. It has to play this. I have to have one of these. And then that starts the rat race of everybody yourself. chasing the same shit. Yeah. You so if yourself. you're not on that shit, then you're not relevant. Yeah, exactly. But that shit is something that didn't come organically you, exactly. to 80% of the people that... Yeah. I don't know. Y'all man. remember the uh, um, the fade to black when mm-hmm. uh, the the meet and Q tip had with Jay Z that 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 like meeting when he's talking. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, all these kids and this and that. He was like, that's not genuinely mm-hmm. them. But mm-hmm. you remember the kid was like, well, if I don't say this, I, you know they what I mean? They ain't fuck with me. You know they ain't gonna fuck with me. So, what I'm supposed to do? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was he was dead it's serious. serious. Yeah, it's, and the it's thing crazy. is, I wasn't mad at him. It was example of what I had been telling people. Like, at one point, and nobody wants to admit it, and it was during the glory years. If you wasn't gangster, if you wasn't street, you wasn't hip hop. And it was like, niggas, rappers will really say about a nigga like Common who never was a pussy. He just was considered a conscious rapper. A nigga would be like, man, he ain't gangster. I'll knock that nigga the fuck out. Fuck is he talking about? He ain't hip hop. Yeah, I and it'll be like he's not hip hop. Yes, <laughs> like because he's not tough. Like we went right, through right. like a ten year oh, period, but not to mention did. a lot of the people Where who everything yeah. just got but not tougher to mention, and baggier. Yeah. But hold up, pause. Not to mention the people who were portrayed as to be so tough that wasn't even that wasn't really them. It was a it no, was an image. inflated yeah. super gangster. Yeah. It was an yeah, image. Was. They put yeah. muscles on these yeah. niggas and yeah. pumped them up yeah. and made them bigger than the yeah. gangster that you know mm-hmm. and you know real gangsters. Yeah, because I mean I've been with all these dudes and it's like. And, and I would tell them, like, I said, you know what I mean? Like, I fuck with you on a human thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like, I, I told him, you know what I mean? I don't like really particularly like your music, but man, you know, for real. Right. But they respected that. It was like, like this, like, um, when, uh, when, um, Wu-Tang 2000 came out. Mm-hmm. Who gave me that album? Puff. Puff gave me the unreleased copy first. We riding around in this fandom. And like, man, fucks with this shit. Like, so me, I'm bold enough to actually quit. Like, so won't you do that? He said, well, it don't hit the masses like that. This is him telling me personally. You know what I mean? But that's his kind of hip hop. But that's his lane. You know like, I mean? but, that's, yeah. but that's his shit. But that's yeah. like, um, remember a few years ago, the um, A&R got, or was it a manager that got caught on tape saying that they couldn't shop MOP because they was too ugly? No, oh, I shit. didn't hear that. Yeah, like that's the yeah. audio came out about yeah, that fame, shit. That's my but own. MOP, two of the illest niggas yes. ever. Yes. Ever. Yeah. Most consistent motherfuckers. Yeah. Really about that life. Right. Really yeah. live how they talk, like, yeah. and still don't front on niggas. Yeah. I was and with them. They gotta deal years with an industry that's worried about yeah. shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Like talent yeah. been that's out the, the window a long time. MOP. 
That's a dumb. The comment itself is stupid. I mean, thing like, I write my life. but I mean, like, women go through that. As yeah. artists, yeah, I'm sure. There's yeah, a lot I'm of women really. that are writers but for because a rap, they don't like, like for rapper, like what? <laughs> <laughs> Get my bread up. I ain't deviating for shit, homie. I'm fed up. I ain't flipped out in the bit. Kept my head up, nose clean, toes down. Businessmen become foes now. Shark tank, dog eat dog. Bet they know now. The Puma nigga with long hair was sold down. Time to go now. Been told y'all, let's talk about it. Try to settle down. Tip, fuck it, I'm back to drown shit. Heavy talk, so come heavy. You're not around here. And this wherever, fuck where I'm at. From down here, I'm an angel. I was fumbled from heaven. Ain't no how. Your chick bless me. I'm earth blessing. It's going down. Tired of nights stressing about how to get you to listen. Pick a side, ride or die. I'm on a mission. Cousin, I'm a chef. Ain't tripping about hell's kitchen. I drink like a fish. The ocean too deep to swim, and I'm out here. I was down. You caught it when it's your side, motherfucker. This life, my life's different. Plenty nice, them lights shimmered. Upgraded the will, treat them lights different while chief it tonight's is I'm the one they whisper about and try to outdo Whole world wanna sit with Sammy, not you I'm checking for checks, I hated you, not true My eyes up to the sky, I'm focused above you Heads up! 